Yeah, what's up? All right, we are back on Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Bryant, your host, and uh, we are talking about this is Black History Month. Our history. In terms of way our we don't need we don't need this and that. Well, if you study the Bible, if you're reading the Bible. You're reading black history. That all that was done in Africa. Those were African descendants and those African people. People that you hear about in the Bible that is in your mind that that's a white person. That was not a white person. Those were black people. Those were black. But we need to be taught and told the whole truth about what's going on. How many people want a better world? How many people want a world that that's fair and good to everybody? Now, I can tell you that with this, most people don't. They want it unfair. They want the advantage on everything because they've enjoyed the advantage for some centuries. But if the world was really to know the truth, Believe me, people, this would be a far better world than it is today. Sad. It's sad. 972-647-1893. We are in the midst of our pledge drive, and we need some pledges coming in. 972-647-1893. We need some pledges coming in. They're tax deductible, and... Uh, we need to come in, 972 We need those pledges coming. We need them coming. We need them coming. Yes, we need those pledges coming. And we need to be where we can really, really get along as a people. What is it that people fear out of other people? One of the main fears we have in America is that there are those who believe that we if we were to gain power and become a powerful people in America, they believe that we would treat them the same way they treated us. They believe, well, if we give up our superiority in power, in finance, we will be treated really bad because we've treated them so bad. They would want to get even. And this is why they act the way they act. A lot of people act like that. Which that's the farthest thing from the truth. Most people in the world do not seek to dominate other people. 
too busy taking care of their own business than to be trying to dominate someone else. But this is the belief in America. And this is some of the things that we'll have to overcome. We'll have to strive to overcome this fear. It's an ignorant fear. But it's a fear that people have. They see when they look at us, they see themselves. Wow. I've been so mean and hateful toward these people that these people ought to might do me the way I did them. So we can't get in no freedom. We can't teach them things that know, although they don't know anything to teach us. They really haven't caught up. They just, if they open up, there are enough scholars, black scholars, that have the, the history of the world down. And it's a sad situation. They're scared that African-Americans will dominate them the way they've dominate, uh, dominated us. Sad. Sad situation. All right, call me, 972-647-1893. Who do we have here? Uh, Malcolm Robinson is on line one. All righty, all righty. Hello, sir. The barrister's on this morning. How are you? Yes. Uh, I didn't think they were going to put me on till the 8 o'clock hour. No. Actually, I had really moved your show back to 7.30. Sure. Did you Say that again? I moved your show back to 7.30. You moved it to 7.30? Yeah. You forgot? Oh. <laughs> I didn't know that was going to be... You, uh, you must have been having a toddy that day <laughs> when we talked about it. I didn't, yeah, we did talk about it, but I thought it was just for that one day. I didn't know it was... No, 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 no. Oh, okay, well... I, I, I get too much criticism on so much information and uh, I wanted to give people a different, more time to get things written down. Oh, I apologize. I, I'll be calling in for, uh, for 7.30 here. I really apologize. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I was wondering what had happened to you this morning. I was wondering. Been wondering. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, uh, Brent Barnett, uh, mm-hmm. I hope you're doing fine. I, uh, oh, I'm doing, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. It's just that uh, I look at this country. You and I are the same age. And I look at this country. I can remember the 50s, early 50s. In fact, I was born in the 40s, 47. And I look and I can can really remember when the 1950 came in. I can remember that. But... Which way are we moving? Are we moving sideways, backwards, forward, what? Which way do you see where it's going? Sideways. Sideways? <laughs> At best? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I think we're moving sideways. Why can't we move forward? Well, 
first we gotta know uh, what forward, where forward is. I think some of us are a little confused on our direction. Mm-hmm. I think we moving forward and we actually moving sideways. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the other situation is I think some some of us have a hard time accepting movement forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's a certain amount of resistance. Mm-hmm. So, so that's pretty much it. What, what are some of the weights that's dragging, that we have to drag, that's actually slowing us down? What are some of these things we're dragging? Well, sometimes I think it's, it's accepting the fact of uh, the existence of other persons and the willingness or unwillingness to accept their perception uh, regarding the direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some, some people have a hard time accepting what other people feel or think or whatever the situation is. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's part of it. Well, what about our education, education system that we came up under, although you went to school in the north, I went to yep. school in the south. Right. What what is I what what did our educational system do to you in the north? In the north? Mm-hmm. Well Well <laughs> Education in the North back during that time was going through a uh a lot of uh, changes because of Brown versus Board Education, which mm-hmm. was allegedly perceived as a southern impact uh, decision, but actually had more impact in the North than it did in the South. And and the more resistance in the North than actually there was in the South. And that resistance uh, was violent. Uh, I was, you know, I was raised in a African-American neighborhood, but was required to go to school in a white neighborhood. And as a result of that requirement, uh, we were subjected to a lot of uh, ooh, anger and violence, mm-hmm. not only from the neighborhood, but also the uh, the actual logistics of, of going from the school in the African-American neighborhood and crossing railroad tracks and, and, and traffic and all that into a white neighborhood put uh, a lot of the uh, uh, students in excessive danger that they did not need to be put in. Mm-hmm. So that's what I had to uh, endure. Not only danger from the neighborhood, but danger from the actually going into the neighborhood to the school where it was located. Well, now, we in the South thought y'all were free in the North. Believe it or not, and it used to be an ism that where the worst place in the United States, where all the discrimination is, bigotry, hatred, and ignorance, was in the South. They were free in the North and in the West and all at the Northeast. They were free up there. Y'all were free to do what you want. But that's, that, that was uh, not correct at all. Oh, I, oh I, well, I know now. <laughs> but, 
but 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 that's what it, that's the way that's the way we saw things in the south. The, 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 the actual fact of the matter, Reverend Barnett, is that in the south, African Americans and 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 the white community, they were used to being uh, actually physically located uh, near each other. They just you just had to act a certain way, uh, uh, make sure you didn't do things a certain way. In the North, the segregation was, 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 uh, oh, more, more of a fact. You didn't, you didn't run into white people in your neighborhood, period. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they didn't run into black people. Mm-hmm. So, so you were not supposed to be in, in that neighborhood. And they, and if you were in that neighborhood, you were subject to, to a lot of, uh, harassment and, uh, physical violence and all that just by the mere fact of being there. Well, but you could go into a lunch county and go in and sit down and eat, eat your burger and have a Coke or whatever. Well, we couldn't. We had to go around in the back in the alley and they threw us a sandwich out the back window. Well, that's not correct because if the lunch counter was in a white neighborhood, you couldn't go in there. Is that right? Yes, you, you, the, the neighborhood was real or segregated. That's why I was trying. That's why I'm trying to say, you could go into a lunch counter in the white white neighborhood. You knew you weren't even supposed to be in the white neighborhood. You couldn't go into a store. You couldn't go anywhere because you're not supposed to be there. Was that the reason why Martin Luther King Jr. said he saw more hatred? What was that in Cicero? Than that's, he had ever seen right. in Mississippi or Alabama. That's correct. That's why he said that. That's in fact, they, they almost, he almost got killed up there. That's correct. They hit him with bricks and things like that. He said he'd never seen that that's much correct. hatred and resentment of black people. Right. That's correct. In the South. That's correct. So uh, it was better... In a way, ain't ain't, ain't none of it good now. No, don't no nobody. Don't y'all think I'm saying it was good? It was better to have been in the South and known where you were, known where they were coming from, and re- most people reacted to what well, they knew what was in their minds. Then be someone that might would smile in your face, but yes, truly stab you in the back. That's correct. Wow. It's, it's, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Oh, yeah. But uh, I got callers on the line waiting for these callers. We're going to want to come on with uh, uh, Mr. Robinson, uh, lawyer, attorney Robinson. You just hang on because the reason why I put you on there is because we're so close to break time and I want to give every caller an opportunity to get your questions uh, and your answers uh, across. To one, I don't like to y'all get into something like this and then just rush you out there and you don't get your answer. But right now, while we are at this point and about to going to have to sign off for the eight o'clock break, would you give your numbers out? The number to uh, people can reach you. Yeah, my office number is two one four nine four one zero seven one seven extension three zero three. 
That's 214-941-0717, extension 303. It's the uh, law office of Robinson and Hoskins. And when you call, please uh, leave your number clearly and allow so when I return the call, I'm able to leave a message on your voicemail. Uh, uh, some of you call and your voicemails be full, and I can't get back in touch with you. So that's very important. I, I really do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, this is our anniversary date, uh, uh, Rev. Barnett. I want to make oh, it is? Yes. This, we started on uh, 2019, the second uh, Saturday in February. And so we mm-hmm. Our fifth year, we have completed four years. All right, Robinson and Hoskins. No, the anniversary of calling on this program. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> well, you, I know you call, and I have to admit, you you're a diamond that, that fell in my pocket. <laughs> you started me uh, to put on your program. On the second uh, Saturday uh, in 2019, that was the first time we did the program with me appearing. Okay. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you for giving me the information. I really, had, I, I really, because had you asked me, I would have. It'd been a lucky guess if I had guessed that. That would be <laughs> just a lucky guess. But I tell you what, we got all of our lines revealed, and we're going to go to a break, and they can reach me, reach you at 972-647-1893. And we'll be right back. All right, we are back and ready for our number two of Church Information and Open Forum. And also tomorrow morning, 930, Heaven is Your Church is on, and we are... We are speaking, we are preaching tomorrow, and uh, you can reach us at Marion Barnett Sr. Marion Barnett Sr. Uh, on Facebook. Tomorrow morning, our service is held at 930. Everybody, you are more than welcome. You're more than welcome. And we have as our special guest, as we do every second Saturday uh, in the month, uh, attorney Malcolm Robinson. You know him. Y'all love to call him the barrister. <laughs> he's, he's on, and uh, we're going to go on to our phone lines. We're going on to our phone lines. All righty. Got one that just hung up uh, before we got to it. But I guess you were tired of waiting. All righty. Bring me on some calls. Yeah, we have uh, Leon on the uh, line, too. Leon, all righty. Good morning, Leon. Good morning, uh, Bonnet. Yes, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask the attorney if he was familiar with uh, the FBI indicting these neo-Nazis for trying to blow up Baltimore power stations. And what exactly does that mean uh, from attorney's perspective of being an indictment? I have, I have heard that, uh, but I want to make sure I understand your question. What's your question again? Uh, well, what is an indictment, and what does it mean as far oh. as the seriousness of the crime or whatever? Uh, I, I'm not an attorney. I'm a computer person, so can you kind of explain that? Oh, oh, oh okay. 
basically, in, in most of the criminal, you know, I don't do criminal law, but I, I, of course, you know, the judge told me you license in criminal law, so you're supposed to know something. So let me just say, <laughs> let me say this. Uh, uh, in criminal law, they, you are, a person is charged, basically, and, and this is on a state and federal level because it's different on each level, based upon either what they call an information, that's a, a document that's filed by the, by the uh, uh, law enforcement, or uh, grand jury. The grand jury is the one that, do, that does the indictment. So what the prosecutor does is take, or the law enforcement, take the information and present it to the prosecutor. The prosecutor presents it to the grand jury, and then the grand jury votes on whether or not there's probable cause for the person to be indicted. And once the grand jury votes the probable cause, then then the person is indicted and they are arrested, and then the, the criminal process begins. That's basically the way it goes. So indictment is information filed by the law enforcement with the prosecutor, presented to the grand jury, and the grand jury determines there's probable cause that a crime has been committed, and this person would be the person that would be charged, and they they indict them, and then the criminal process begins. That's basically the way it works. So in that situation, I guess the the uh, FBI uh, did the investigation and presented information to the to the uh, U.S. Attorney for that area, and they presented it to the federal grand jury, and they indicted the person. Or person. That's my understanding. All right. Thank you very much. All right. But thank you for your calling comment. It clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have next? All righty. All right. So next is uh, uh, Concerned Citizen on line three. Who? Concerned Citizen. Concerned Citizen. All right. Nine three. Good morning, Concerned Citizen. Good morning, Reverend Barnett, and and, mm -hmm. and to everyone. I'm so glad to hear your voice, Reverend Barnett. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I with you. Mm -hmm. Barnett, uh, I don't know what's going on with morality, but we can now see morality has left America. I don't know. Was there ever any morality in America? It's, it's, it's just been deteriorated. That, that, that I think. I don't think it's any worse now than it's ever been because America was founded on slavery. Yes. And, and remember, Barnett, it's one thing that got me this week I was, I was watching and then the president's address and then they showed the first lady and the vice president's mate, uh, well, husband, Lip kissing on, uh, they showed it. Uh, I, 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 I don't think that's, uh, well, they kissed each other on the lips. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, they showed uh, the vice president's husband and the first lady lip kissing. And I, I, I don't, I, I just can't stop them. I can't tell, I can't get to it. You didn't like that, right? You're right. Hmm? I don't. Well, what do you, 
What do you think the president think about that? Exactly. I, I'm wondering what both both units are thinking thinking about it. Well, uh, if she was your wife, well, what would you done about it? <laughs> I wanted to mention that uh, Reverend Barnett, and uh, thank you for taking my call. But that's that's still something that that hunts me. How how can they? show stuff like this. All right, I'll uh, I think he caught the TV by surprise. They didn't know. They had the cameras on. But you wouldn't have liked it. All right. Uh, I wonder about that. <laughs> uh, uh, Robinson, yeah. what, what, do you, what do you think about that? I mean, if, 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 if the vice president and the president said I had no issue with it. Why should I have an issue with it? <laughs> and the first lady uh, lips back in each other. I mean, I don't understand. I, I mean, you know, hey, I guess it's not, it, 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 obviously it's not unusual. It probably has been done before, and that's something, uh, open show of affection between a second gentleman and a first lady. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's the way uh, they greet one another. Uh, Maybe, but I'm glad he brought that up. What about the State of the Union address? What do you think that was really? Did, did you like that address? Uh, overall, I would say yes. I think it served its purpose. I think uh, the president... He, uh, he has his agenda, and he knows what it is. He knows what he wants to do, and he continues to pursue his agenda. And a lot of people try to affect and guide his agenda, but they but they can't because he knows what his agenda is. See, mm -hmm. in my estimation, the reason why when they poll, he only polls about no more than 40 percent is primarily mm -hmm. because... He's perceived by the majority of Americans, especially uh, the white Americans, as being for uh, African Americans. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to say this, but I'm just going to try to imply it. I was told one time that the, what people, what a lot of white people hate the most, rather than one person is the other person who loved the one person that they hate. They had a yeah. name for him. Yeah, I know. NL. <laughs> that was the name. And, and, and that's the way they that's the way they perceive him. And well that's why they hate him so. Mm-hmm. And see that 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 has been wide open. Uh, I could say until since the Kennedy days, but it even goes back to Eisenhower because Eisenhower some way was brought drug into that Little Rock, uh, that high school in Little Rock being integrated. Ike didn't want any part of it, but he had to come in and make some decisions to allow those nine black children go to that high school. That's correct. So... And then that's what they were calling. They even called Ike as conservative as he was. Well, yeah, that's correct. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, the, the South as a region is getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they outgrew the size of their britches. As they used to call yeah. it. <laughs> and they were thinking they were more than what they were, so they had to be put in their place. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Amer- United States of America could not have the South acting the way they were acting. Mm-hmm. And when, when America's agenda was dealing with communism on the worldwide scale. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. so they had to put them back in their place. And, and, and you know, so that, that, to me, that's what the, all that was about. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. so. It definitely was. All right, 972-647-1893. Who do we have? Bring, bring us... Bring me another call. Yeah, uh, we have James on line two. James, already. Good morning, James. Uh, good morning, Reverend and uh, Barrister. Uh, yes, Barrister, I got a question for you. Uh, kind of close, a little close to the home. Uh, it deals with uh, the Attorney General of the State of Texas, Ken Pax. You know, he got caught uh, a while back uh, by some of his employees doing some hanky panky, and they told the FBI on him, and. Uh, then he retaliated against his uh, employees, and they sued him for uh, retaliation. And then, uh, uh, finally, they decided that uh, he was going to apologize and he was going to uh, pay the uh, people who told on him uh, $3.3 million as a settlement. Everything for the hunky Uh Now, uh, what I want to ask uh, uh, you, Bastard, is... Uh, it don't sound right to me because that's $3.3 million. That's coming out of the, the, the Texas uh, 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 fund, you know, the, uh, the money that the taxpayers have put together. Uh, what is that all about? I'm going to hang up and get you out. <laughs> what is it all about? Yeah. Were I mean, you in on the deal? <laughs> uh, I, I don't get none of that. Uh, except I, I do pay taxes here, uh, and uh, the money is don't come out of the taxpayers' money. Uh, why is it that he can um, get the taxpayers to pay for his uh, his misdoings? Uh, you know, I mean, he's the one that's doing the hanky panky in the first place. So, I mean, how, how can that be? Well, that can be when they reelected him. See, once they reelected him, that that deal was sealed. So now they're gonna they're gonna be paying a lot more than that. themselves hardcore conservative tough on spending and wasteful spending and they're against all of that 
but they turn around and voted for somebody they know that they will have to spend millions of dollars for him to defend himself. So <clears throat> it really doesn't make it doesn't make any sense, really. It, no, it doesn't make any sense. So hypocritical. It never made any sense. Mm-hmm. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. Who we have next? Uh, PL. So we have uh, Juji. What is your name, please? Juji on uh, line three. Juji? Yes. Okay. Bring Good morning, uh, Juji. Is that your name? Am I pronouncing you right? Uh, hello? Hello? Good morning to you. How are you? Fine. How are you? Are you listening to your radio? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, but I need you to, to cut your radio off uh, so I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, uh-huh. I yes, sure. I am. Yeah, please don't listen to your radio. Okay, hold on one second. Can you hear yeah. me? I can hear you, and I also hear so your radio. I just wanted to make a comment on the last caller about the kissing on TV. About who? Hello? Yes, he, yes, I'm fine. Now, you made a statement. What did you say? My statement was the person that called on the line concerning kissing the vice president um, on TV. Yes, uh-huh. You know, we as Americans, we, we, we need to stay out of certain things and get our own household in order. Uh Mm-hmm. We comment and we look for things that has nothing to do with us. It happened on TV, so what if it happens on TV? But by the same time, we don't have, some of us don't have our own household at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it didn't bother you at all, like, huh? No, it didn't bother me. Uh, I evidently didn't bother the media, but this one particular person that called in warned about it was a kiss on TV. Okay, but in the same token, they don't, I mean, in their life, they don't have any uh, affection in their life. I mean, that's the trouble with the world now. We Everybody's about I, 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 me, 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 but there's no love. Mm-hmm. All right. And we thank you for your call. Thank you. Have mm-hmm. a blessed day. You do the same. All right. Okay. Bye. Uh-huh. I close the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have next? Next, next is uh, I tell is, uh, you what, I tell you, oh, oh, I hadn't looked at the time. Oh, yeah, it's 820. 820, <laughs> and I tell you what, uh, we're up against the short break, 972-647-1893. Anyone want to try to get in, and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back. We're segment number two of the second hour. All right, 972-647-1893. Bring me that caller back. Maybe. Yeah, uh, Gerald yeah, he's in line uh, four. Gerald? Yes. Okay. Bring, uh, bring him on. Good morning, Gerald. Good morning, Brother Burnett. How are you this morning? All right, and Attorney Malcolm and, and uh, Pierre and y'all. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Brother Burnett, I just want to say two quick things. Well, three. I uh, made pledge last week. I did uh, 
pledge and split up the 500 between you and the next show and the rest to the others. And uh, I want to thank mm-hmm. you very much thank for you. coming on, dedicating yourself mm-hmm. thank every you. week that mm-hmm. you can. But um, let me ask you a question, and I want your wise advice, because, I, I, hey, you taught me a lot just listening to you. Mm-hmm. Are we really surprised what goes on today in life? I'm not. Not, not in the least bit. Least bit. And I think that a lot of things, a whole lot worse is going to happen in this country. Don't get worse before it gets better, huh? Far worse. Yes. Jerry, you there? I've been deceased 43 years now, and he used to say that all the time. But he said, don't get worse as you make it worse. So you better do your best to make it. Because if anything, Brother Burnett, I'm surprised that I'm still broke at 56 years of age. <laughs> you still broke? I'm still broke, but I still, I'm still still working. My health ain't as bad, ain't as good. I'm a diabetic. You working and you broke? I'm working and I'm broke. I don't want to make oh, why, why, why are you spending time working? You could be relaxing somewhere. Go be broke anyways. <laughs> Why, why you work? Why, let me ask you, why do you work? I, I give it all away, and I made my New Year resolution. I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> but give it to a good cause. That's why your show is so important. We need to, and everybody needs to wholeheartedly support it. Because without your show, sir, oh. my voice wouldn't be worth nothing to nobody. But oh, on this show, you. everybody's worth somebody. Thank you. And I meant that. All right. Yes, sir. Thank y'all for taking my call. Uh, thank you very much. All right. That's the 972 Barrister, what do you think? If you're working every day and uh, doing all that and still broke, would you continue working? Well, no, not unless you're a slave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think I would if I'm going to still be broke you know, I, I wouldn't waste my time with it uh, no. no I mean unless you're a slave a slave works and, and is broke so mm-hmm. that's, that's one definition of slavery so yeah something like, something's wrong somewhere so you might want to kind of review your situation and <laughs> take inventory and make some adjustments if you need to oh yeah, okay Something wrong. All righty, let's bring, bring me another call on. Yeah. All right, uh, Steve uh, is on the line too. Steve? Steve, yeah. All righty. All righty, bring him on. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Barney. Yes, uh-huh. Good morning to Attorney Malcolm Roberts. Thank you. Good mm-hmm. morning to you. All right. I just want to make an observation. Uh, on Ken Paxton, you know, he's been uh, under the Securities and Exchange Commission uh, cloud for a long time. Uh, he survived the Republican primary. The only thing that tops him is the people who elected him. We got to look at these people who, who, who are putting these people in office. I just wanted to make that observation. Also, I have to make an observation on the 
the judge and the DA and the sheriff in Tarrant County. Well, they made news this week. Uh, established a task force for uh, trying to meet out voting fraud when there is none. What's going on, on over there? I think the people should speak out against this. Uh, NAACP elected officials, black and white. This is an uh, this is this is an affront to democracy, and that's all I got to say. Well, Attorney Robinson, you have any thoughts on it? Tarrant County is a mystery <laughs> uh, to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, they going through a, a major transition over there, and they haven't really faced it yet. You know, they elected that, that uh, or, you know, the Tarrant County uh, executive, uh, I forgot his name. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's a, he's a Trump person. Mm-hmm. And so he's instituting a lot of those mega, or make America great again agenda. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you need to keep your eye on Tarrant County because it's going to get, uh, uh, I mean, it's going to get, you know, very messy over there before it gets better. I I pretty much can assure you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we just have to just see how it goes. Isn't Tarrant County the largest county in Texas that's a red county? That's my understanding. And, yes. and, mm-hmm. and they're one of the last that are going through that. And when they elected this new executive, they they uh, put their uh, flag in the, in the sand and say, you know, we're we not going to change. We're going to continue to do things the way we want to do it. Mm-hmm. And so the people there who may disagree with that... Uh, they're going to have to uh, come to grips and reckoning and, and decide how they're going to proceed. Otherwise, Tarrant County is going to get really, really ugly before it gets better. That's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, bring, bring me another one on. Uh, Brian is on line three. Brian? Yep. All righty. Bring him in. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Dallas. Yes, good. How's Go right ahead. We're fine. Uh-huh. Go right ahead. Yeah. No, I, I enjoy your show. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that one young lady that called in a few minutes Thank ago. Thank you. She was really good. And the last few callers have been really good, too. Um, it's a good topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something I heard on the radio yesterday here in Dallas, um, our president that we have in office now, he ran down to Florida um, and he had mentioned that the um, Republicans wanted to, you know, demolish Social Security and then on the radio I heard yesterday that we played a clip um, from when Joe Biden was a senator in around 1995 that he was actually saying that he wanted to demolish Social Security but um, you know, they're talking about Ken Paxton and stuff, too, but I think that all of us need to get together um, and realize that um, if we don't, you know, stop pointing the fingers at each other and fighting against each other, you know, look what's already happening in the, the state of Texas on the border. They're all looking at us as, as we're a laughing joke because the white folks and the African-Americans 
because I grew up in Dallas and I went to school in Dallas and um, we got to learn to get along because we're taking this over, man. And they're doing it right in front of us and laughing at us. So, good show, but I just wish that we could all more realize that we don't all get together. Our country's going to be, if it's not, already taking over. All righty. Uh, Attorney Robinson, you have any comments? Well, I, I'm not sure I understand when you said taking over, taking over by who, uh, over. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Carla, are you still there? Yes, sir. Uh, who, who's going to do the takeover? Um, okay, like, like I say, I grew up in Dallas, and if you go and look at our state and our country now, and the majority of what's going on in our schools, the majority in our schools is Hispanic. Okay, and I'm not pointing no fingers, but as growing up in Dallas, in the Dallas CISD school district, you know, from kindergarten, middle school, et cetera, the high school, we've grown up here in our city and all the big major cities across the United States. Oh, you're this, you're that. And now we've got all these people coming in our country from other countries, and they've taken us over. And it's no, it's no secret. If, you, if we, as people that are from the United States, born and raised here, we try to get something from our own government, we can't get it. But these people that are coming in from the border, that are even our own border in Texas, they can get everything for free. And, and at the same time, on the backside, we're growing up, and we still haven't grown up out of our doctors because we still keep on arguing and fighting. Well, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that, while we've been taken over. Now, who's taking us over? All you got to do is look at, look at our border, look at our state, look at our school district. Our schools have been taken over. And by the way, we better learn Spanish because it's here, just like California. If you're going to work in California for the city of, of, of Los Angeles, you got to know Spanish. But that's what's happened in Texas now. Texas has been taken over. And if, if you guys can't see it, I know your listeners can see it. I know they can't because I, I know the streets very well. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've got to learn. We've got to realize, just like that lady said a few minutes ago, that one of your callers, we've got to stop all this arguing and bickering and all that. We've got to stop it and come together because we, are, we have been taken over. It's in our backyard. It's in your backyard, too. All you got to do is look around those cliffs. It's there, man. It's been taken over. Pleasant Grove, it's been taken over. And um, to, to the gentleman that's on the other line, the attorney, maybe he's not from Dallas, but I am. And I, I, it don't take me to be a rocket scientist. I'm not, but I can see it. We have been taken over. Look at our borders. We have been taken over. And the administration that's in there right now, they've turned their head to it. Okay. That's a big problem. That's All right. A very big problem. All right. I, I, thank, I, I thank you for your call. All right. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You have a good one, sir. All I right. love your show. All right. Bye. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. 972 647 1893. Who do we have here? Uh, Mayor Pro Tem Caroline Arnold. All righty. On uh, line uh, four. All righty. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Mayor. 
How you doing? Good morning. I, we're doing great. I have one just quick announcement and one question for uh, the barrister. On uh, next Tuesday, I just wanted to remind the audience again, uh, Graham Barnett, that the Tuesday on Valentine's Day, the love of everyone uh, comes out that day. But we're celebrating uh, the singers uh, with the rock of our of our society, I should say. From 11 a.m. to 1 o'clock p.m., we we're hosting our seniors with a wonderful lunch and learn. We will have uh, the representatives from many of our city departments that are designed to really support those uh, issues that are very near and dear to seniors. Uh, we will definitely have plenty of good soul food. Uh, we've been hosted by uh, Williams Chicken, uh, some of Sweet Georgia Brown, and some other caterers. We'll have the door prizes. Uh, we're just going to have a wonderful day, and we'll have take uh, many of those people will walk away with many great items on that day. But mm -hmm. the main focus is to bring us there, give us a venue for seniors to come together, tap into some of the issues uh, that are so near and dear to them. And I don't know if we've been able to reach out to the Bears yet, but one of the main topics we wanted to talk about is the legal uh, uh, posture that we need to take in terms of understanding the importance of protecting. And as a young lady said, in a way, it's called taking care of our business. And so if we take care of our business, we'll stop losing all of our homes and our properties. We'll better understand deeds and wills and trusts. And just the whole dynamic of, of taking care of business while we're here. So, and that's once again at uh, Hiawatha Williams Recreation Center that's on Tuesday, Valentine's Day, from 11 to 1. I'm encouraging folks to try to get there early, which most seniors do. They get there early. But just come prepared to celebrate life and the importance of being the rock and being the that person that on which the young people's shoulders they, they stand on and understanding the dynamics of who we are as a society and a senior society at that. Could you give uh, us the address of this? And you want to come. Uh, Barnett, you are definitely, we definitely want you to come as well. Uh, I need to, mm -hmm. I don't have that address right with me right now, but we're going to try to see if we can get it right quick. It's really right off of Sunnydale and Cumming Street, where the old Cummings Recreation Center was. Uh huh. And so, yeah, and so we really would like for you to come. I think we're trying to reach out to the barrister, but we need to have... Uh, well, you invited uh, us when you said that the old people would be there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but you're the you invited the barrister. <laughs> we, we are seniors. It would be an honor for so many of those to, to, to meet him in person if possible. But yes, we would love to have you come. Uh, also, uh, and, and as I said, it's the old Cummins Recreation Center off of Sunnyvale and Ledbetter. Mm -hmm. Near Elijah MP School. Right. Uh, the other piece I wanted to mention, and if I'm able to get there for my staff, can look that up if they're listening, but otherwise I don't have that address. Um, the question I wanted the barrister to address, I, I think I have, and one, another thing, the state of the district is going to be given that day so I can give everyone an update on what's going on in District 4. We have so much going on in this city as well as the district. Now that we've established somewhat who's stolen the, the, the animals from the zoo, I can include that with all of the monies that we're putting into some of our communities uh, in District 4. We are we just invested in a new park that will come uh, off of Cadillac Heights where we bought out those homes years ago mm -hmm. just to prove that we, we are still building great houses in the bottom 
And if you haven't been there, you need to go. We're putting quite a bit of infrastructure dollars and homes and housing development and assistance there. Mm -hmm. The city is turning out uh, applications. I think they start on the 1st of March. So we continue to encourage everyone to either call our office, 214-670-0780. That's 214-670-0780. And if you are a senior, especially in need of senior services, whether it's home repair, we've started a new weatherization program. So we, we have a lot, and we don't, and I'm calling here all the time because I don't want us to continue to keep missing out. So give us a call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do now have that address of Hiawatha Williams. It's named after Hiawatha Williams, the owner of Williams Chicken Franchise. The address mm-hmm. is 2976 Cummings. That's 2976 Cummings. That's right off Sunnyvale okay. and, and Ledbetter. And last but not least, the barrister, could you address this? I don't think you've heard this this morning. This is where we need to take care of business about the governor who decided that we're going to turn the clock back even further about diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion with his statement about uh, not using that uh, formula, I guess, if you will, practice for hiring on the state level. So I would like to hear, because what I'm thinking, questions should be, is it possible that we can file some type of uh, request to the federal government for some type of intervention or review of this statement because it seems like it's taking us all the way back to the Little Rock Mine. So I appreciate that so mm-hmm. much. Thank you so much. And, and Reverend Barnett, we look forward to seeing you there and all of our seniors. Let's give us a call once again, not only on KNON to support this program, but also 214-670-0780 so that we can give you the assistance that you need so we're taking care of business and not continuously getting left out. Thank you, and may be blessed. Thank you all be blessed. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Ms. Uh huh. I tell you what, uh, Barrister, before you uh, answer that, we're up against a short break, and we'll be right back, and y'all can reach me at 972-647-1893, and don't forget to pledge your ID. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. Here we go. All right, we're back, we're back. And ready to go. Uh, Attorney Robinson, did you have any comments behind the uh, uh, Councilwoman Arnold? Well, I need to be clear on the question that she was asking me to respond to. Something the governor said? Yeah, I, I, I heard that statement. I, let me go back and think. I heard him say, it's something... What was that he was dealing with? It's something that that's backups would sit us back 50 years. Uh, what is it about voting? It'll come to me. Let me bring up other cards, trying to clear the lines, all of them just feel. But let me, uh, uh, it'll come to me. Somebody will say something and bring it back to me. All right. Go, go to our phone line. Let's go and bring me. Bring me up the call. Uh, Sandra is on uh, line four. Line four? Yes. Okay. Good morning. You on KNON? Good morning. Good morning, Reverend Barnett and Mr. Barrister. Yes. Um, I am calling about New York City. Uh, cafeteria gave watermelon to the students for Black History Month. And uh, the people from New York got very upset with them, 
stating that uh, they were racist because they served watermelon. Now, if you are going to take Juneteenth, which is a Texas holiday, and we know that we serve watermelon, okay, and we don't allow society to dictate to Texans what we can and cannot eat. Watermelon is very healthy for you. It's now a connoisseur. People people buy pay eight dollars for uh, uh, a watermelon where they used to cost a dollar. You could get them anywhere along the street, and they're very in demand. And so, if the people from New York want to adopt our holiday, but then do not want to let the kids eat watermelon. I'm asking the people, I know this sounds crazy for us to be arguing over watermelon, but we have got to resist and not let people dictate to us and tell us what we can eat and can't eat when we know it's healthy for us. And I'd like to know if there are people there. And also, could y'all tell me if there's anybody that was ever served red velvet cake for Juneteenth? We mostly had tea cakes, peach cobbler, banana pudding, and not uh, red velvet cake. And so I was wondering, when did that come into play? And where in Texas were you served uh, red velvet cake? All right. Attorney Robinson, yeah, uh, ask for those. <laughs> well. Watermelon well, and red velvet cake. Well, now I'm from the north, so the, the, the actual tradition of Juneteenth in terms of the menu is something that we're more in the south. So when I moved here, then that's when I was introduced to the idea of eating watermelon on Juneteenth. In the North, we just ate watermelon any, any time we could get it. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, it didn't have any any symbolic so uh, issue regarding watermelon. So it's hard for me to, to deal with that. I guess in some areas in the South, uh, they got watermelon out the watermelon patch. So, you know, it just, you know, people get, get respond to certain things and, and other people try to try to uh, imply certain things by, by you know, what they do. And so if you take a menu and, you, and you're trying to imply something by serving watermelon or red velvet cake, which, are, which I felt was very good. I didn't know about red velvet cake till I came, came south uh, up north. I think we call it devil food cake, but it wasn't red. But, I, you know, I, I get confused on that issue. Tastes yeah. like the, the cake, but it's red. Yeah, so anyway. devil's food is black. You, you well, they that. say that you shouldn't you shouldn't eat watermelon in public. You shouldn't eat watermelon in public. Why not? It's 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 taught it's, it's racist to it, serve. It's racist. it's racist. Look, let me tell you something. I, I hope everybody, when you hear this, if you want to keep cancer out of your body, I'm talking about cancer. Eat watermelon. It fights cancer. Mm-hmm. Watermelon fights cancer. That's right. Oh yeah, it's energy. It's in, it energizes you. Yeah. It's good for mm-hmm. sore muscles. It's also very good for uh, a high blood pressure too. It's yeah. very good. It's really and I good. try to eat it every other day, and I pay five dollars a bucket for it. Well, you said watermelon costs eight dollars. I don't know. I hadn't seen an eight dollar watermelon 
And I don't know when, because they, 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 they 12, 15, 20, and now, uh, <laughs> now, it's a delicacy. <laughs> now, price is all. <laughs> but I love watermelon. I'm not ashamed yeah, to say it. But it's said to be negative to us because they had caricatures of us. But you know, Nash that did the caricatures, he did them of everybody. He did them of the Jews. He did them of the Mexicans. He did them of the um, all the presidents. They all have caricatures on them. And they don't stop eating uh, bagels and they don't stop eating uh tacos because uh, somebody served them, and it's an educational deal, and it tells them to eat healthy. Yeah. All right, well, thank you very much. Thank anybody you. Else thank can, you. Uh, red velvet cake, anybody else can serve that? What was the question? What was the question? Oh, um. did, did anyone get served red velvet cake? See, what they're doing is they're taking our holiday and making it into what they want it to be. And well. so if New York... If New York doesn't like them to serve watermelon, give us our holiday back. If Georgia got after a Walmart for serving Juneteenth ice cream, give us our holiday back. If you, uh, the president of the NAACP had Walmart uh, remove the watermelon of the, the Juneteenth uh, ice cream from their deal. And see, what a lot of people don't understand Federal holidays were designed to create a market. We were going through depression. We were we were uh, slumped, and so therefore, we gave federal holidays so that people could do it. So the intent was to commercialize it. So if you didn't want Juneteenth commercialized, you shouldn't ask for a federal holiday. It's for people to spend money. Okay. Okay, I hear where you're coming from, and I know what and who you want to criticize on this one. Uh, I already know that. I thank you for your call. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. The Cousin Line, nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do we have? Uh, uh, we have Connie on uh, line three. Connie? Yes. Nine three already. Good morning, Connie. How are you? Fine, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to make a comment. Uh, there was a, a caller a little earlier talking about us being taken over in America. Mm-hmm. And uh, from, first of all, I'm speaking from a Native American perspective. Um, uh, that the, the, the idea of being taken over is something that, first of all, this country has a long tradition of. But um, mm-hmm. I also wanted to, to mention that just because somebody speaks a different language or worships a different way or has, is a different color than the majority um, doesn't mean that they're not from this country. doesn't mean that they haven't been born and raised in this country. So um, uh, as far as America being taken over by immigrants, America has always been taken over by immigrants, and um, that's pretty much pretty much the, the gist of what I wanted to say. Okay, we thank you, thank you. 
That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have next? Red Ghost on the line four. Red Ghost, all righty. Good morning, Red Ghost. Good morning. I think his uh, radio is on He's or radio. too loud. Something, something's going on. Red Ghost, you there? Yes, sir, I'm here. All right, go right ahead. So I was just calling and wishing everybody a happy Black History Month. And uh, bike, bike Family of South Dallas is getting ready to do a bike ride through South Dallas, a historic bike ride. And that's something that uh, everybody, you know, could be a part of in our community. And I'm glad that you are feeling better. Thank you. I'm very glad that you are feeling better. I'm sure. Thank you. And I'm sure glad to be feeling better. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. And I, I like to say I'll holler back at you later about education because... Yeah, we have gone down the rabbit hole with education on everything that we have. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll talk next week on that part. But y'all have a blessed day and stay black, positive, and good looking. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Uh-huh. That clears the line 972-647-1993. Who do we have next? So we have uh, James on uh, line three. James on line three? Yes. Mm-hmm. All righty, bring him on. All right. Line three. Okay, so we have Bill on line two. Uh, All right, bring, bring Bill on in. Good morning, Bill. I'm from here in the Good morning, Pastor Brian. Good morning, Barrister. Fine. Uh, good morning. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, 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 the lady that spoke to a while ago t- t- took most of my thunder. Uh, that gentleman, that ignorant gentleman that called a few uh, uh, calls back. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. that just goes to show you how, how ignorant and how, how many, how many, how ignorance is passed on from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's why we need critical race theory taught. Yes. And, and, you know, because of this, this kind of ignorance that, that, that spread and spewed and whatnot. Well, you know, he uh, was hitting people that was in this land before <laughs> the rest of the rest of us that yeah, are here, the, they were here first. The land that he's on right now here. In mm-hmm. Texas, I assume he's calling from, mm-hmm. you know, was land that was that his ancestors were stolen. They stole this land and killed all the indigenous people to own this land. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and he has a, the audacity, the gall, you know, <laughs> mainly the ignorance, you know, to, to make an ignorant statement like that. And then on the other hand, he doesn't even realize how racist he is. Mm-hmm. You know, or if he does, you know, if he does, he, he probably doesn't because he's so ignorant, you know. But... Uh, <laughs> It, it, it just, it, that's why critical race theory. That's why they want. They don't want to talk. That's why they're going to fight tooth and nail. Mm-hmm. You know, to keep status quo. I can just imagine how many people that live around this gentleman right here, just you know, just grit their teeth and and call him a crazy person. But you know, it, it, I call him more than that. But I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll hold the line here. You know, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll say my uh, my <laughs> bad comments to myself. Mm-hmm. But you know, you you gentlemen, you gentlemen know. You know more or less what I, what I mean, and, and the public that's listening to us right now know know what I'm you know what I'm getting at. But thank you, Pastor Barnett. All right, thank you. Thank you, Pastor. All right, that clears our line nine seven two six four seven one eight one eight nine three. It's eight fifty six. I'll take one more call. I, okay. The rest of them just have to get them next week or some other time. Bring me one. So we have a uh, uh, James on line three. James. Yes. All righty. Good morning, James. 
Good morning, Reverend. How are you this morning? Fine. How are you this morning? Yeah. I am blessed. I'll take yeah, uh, what, 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 what did he say? Uh, would you repeat that, sir? Uh, Malcolm, can you? I did. I couldn't. I could not understand. I couldn't understand him either. Uh, sir, uh, would you uh, say that one more time? I said, I am blessed, trying to stay safe and healthy and keep warm this morning. Oh, yes, okay, uh-huh. You'd have the time. Uh, I would like to make a comment on the Juneteenth menu. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, born and raised in the Piney Woods of East Texas, Marshall, Texas, to be exact, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and back in my days when I was growing up, our menu for 19th June was a uh, red strawberry soda water, ice cream, mm-hmm. and barbecue. That's right. And the watermelon. Mm-hmm. Well, it was like that for me, too. That was, uh, June 18th was the only night I was allowed to stay up all night long while everybody in town was barbecuing. You could see, see smoke and smell barbecue all over town. That was it, was, it was a celebration. It was the biggest thing. Uh, only thing that was made it, that was bigger than Juneteenth back in those days was Christmas. It was close right on Christmas Eve. I tell you what, uh, 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 Attorney Robinson, yes. I'm gonna have to give you another day uh, this month because I hate to waste the whole day with you on, but sometimes uh, things just don't. People want to say certain things, and uh, I, I just that was we had you on and didn't really use you what you were for. Yes. So uh, I'm not gonna hold you, but I know you got to want to get a few more calls in or whatever. No. I just want to tell you what my menu was back in the day when I was coming up. We certainly appreciate it. We certainly appreciate it. Tell you what, we got to get out of here. We got to run. And uh, y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you, Attorney Robinson. Bye-bye. All right. Uh,